The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. the short game this is a show about short video games games that respect your time i'm reagan kelly and i'm joined this week by two fine co-hosts laura nash and shane kelly and we are talking this week about the internet's darling the cat game stray uh this is one of those games that is inescapable right now um and so uh odds are you probably already heard many opinions about stray well here we have some more uh, we've been talking about it and playing it and chatting with people about it on our Discord, and um, I'm really impressed with this game, uh, but I don't think I'll have like 100% universally glowing things to say about it. I've, I've got, so it's, a, it's a bit of a mix for me, but I am really, really impressed with Stray. Uh, there's so much to like about this game and its little kitty cat protagonist, so um, before we dive into talking about the game, we are down our cat dad of the group. Sorry you couldn't be here, Nate. So we are uh, a bit hamstrung by the fact that we have no true cat dads on the podcast. Uh, Laura, have you ever owned a cat? No, uh, dog only. Although my, my husband only likes dogs that act like cats and is uh, severely petitioning for a cat. Uh, we are... I'm holding out for a large dog, and we will we will see how that works out. Good um, luck, New Yorker. I don't but, see uh, that happening. He keeps uh, he keeps saying that when he gets tenure in Bozeman, Montana, I can have the largest dog I want. Oh man, but, is there a, is there an academic institution in Bozeman, Montana? I think so. I think he's also just being a bit of a sourpuss. Yes, a sourpuss. He can be very persuasive. <laughs> Uh, do I need to? Do I need to make a rule, Shane? No, this is we are playing the cat game, and we're going to make cat puns. And if that is Shane's role, I am delighted. My role will be a person who played the most of the game. Shane yeah. will be the cat puns, and Reagan will be your joyful host, and we will continue. Reagan's going to be so mad at me; he's going to call claw enforcement. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, let's bring this. Uh, can. I summarize the game. Please. Or would someone else like to? No, feel free. So uh, what is this besides the internet's best friend, the cat game? Uh, well, Stray is a game about where you play a cat and you are wandering through a dystopia forgotten city. At the beginning of the game, you are cruelly separated from your cat friends and you are finding your way through the streets alone. Uh, there are also robots. Um, this is created by the Blue 12 Studio, which they describe themselves as a small team from the south of France, mostly made up of cats and a handful of humans. I assume I mean, the cats didn't do the programming. Uh, you never know. I mean, it, it's, it does seem like a pretty well competently programmed game. But, uh, you know, as we've seen from this game, uh, you may think that cats can't, for example, read English language signs or uh, communicate with robots, but uh, logic perhaps, puzzles. perhaps we were wrong. Maybe they can program Unreal Engine video games. Mm-hmm. 
It's the future, baby. Anything's possible, except uh, being alive if you're a human. People seem to be ta- talking about this game exclusively as like, people are going wild about this game that you can play as a cat. And like, that's, there's so many games where you can play as a cat. Like, are there's they? actually, a, there's a lot of games where you can play as a cat. The first thing that sprang to mind was like, there was a game called Cat Lateral Damage that was like, uh, I don't remember what that came out on. It was, um, maybe like 2015 or so. And it's a game about like playing as a cat and like knocking things off of shelves and being an asshole. Um, I played just a tiny bit of it. It was okay. Um, and it, uh, there's, there's other stuff too. I'm trying, trying to think of other. I, I, uh, other... I, I must bring up one of our favorite games of all time. Uh, Night in the woods. <laughs> Night in the yes. woods. Of course you play. Uh, that. Yep. This isn't even the first. Uh, uh, Gato you know, Roboto. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've covered Gato Roboto. Uh, I'm sure um, there's more. There's definitely other cat play, games where you play as a cat, but like this one, I think what's, what's, set this one apart is that you play as a naturalistic cat. Um, the game finds every possible way to like intrude on that and make you think like, well, how is this like, wait, like this, this seemed realistic at the start. What, what is going on here? And like, why can the cat read signs, talk to robots and, but and etc. curls up on a pillow and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's just a cat. Right. But the main thing is that like it moves and behaves in a way that it looks like a naturalistic cat. It looks yes like a real cat it does the the cat movements that you have seen that all that you are a fan of from all cats it's uh ah yes the cat movements that i'm such a fan of from cats yes it's it's playing the cat hits is what i'm saying it's doing all the cat things i mean at the beginning of the all those familiar (laughs) oh god no well at the beginning of the game when you're learning uh the controls it is just cat behavior you mm-hmm. are pressing the different triggers on the PlayStation controller to scratch a tree and the and it's vibrating the controller is vibrating and you are uh you know walking up and hitting the little triangle button to like nuzzle another cat and you know jumping from thing to thing which is what you do 80% of this game yeah. What the thing is, I think that they've really captured here is like they've captured the things that people who like cats like about cats. Like there's there's things about cats that people don't like about cats, like their asshole behaviors. And I don't know, there's like lots of like peripheral elements of cats that like people could take or leave. But like the things that cats do that make them babies, they've captured all mm. of that here. Yes. I am not that big of a cat guy. Shane and I had cats when we we had a cat when we were kids. We had we had a cat. cat. I do, I do we not did. remember we were, a cat. Uh, this was before your time, Laura. Believe mm. it or not, uh, as far back the age as that of was about nine or maybe or, younger. I don't even know. We had a cat named Buster Brown, and uh, he was a rough and tumble badass um, mm, who was. like showed up at our house one day and adopted himself into our household. He was a uh, mostly an outdoor cat and he preferred it that way he Mm. liked to come and go as he pleased um he would uh i remember when i was a very little kid uh if i really wanted to interact with buster brown i would have to trap him in our little entryway that was a tiny little room by like you know enticing him to come into the house and then enclosing him in a tiny room so that i could get him to allow me to pet him and once you really trapped him he was sweet and would let you pet him behavior yeah yeah, he was he was uh he was 
he was not a uh, affectionate cat but i mean i was i was you know i was I, he was one of he was one of my first pets so i i adored buster brown and one day he wandered off in the way that cats do and never returned and you know say lovey um but like he was the only cat that i ever had and i have since become allergic to cats when i was a kid i guess i wasn't uh or it hadn't you know hadn't developed that allergy i guess but now i'm extremely allergic to cats if there's a cat in the space that i'm around like i my neck itches and my hair stands on end and I'll start like he begins the change. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Um, <laughs> so like I, I can't really spend time. I, I think kitties are, are pretty. I love little kitty babies, but I can't really spend much time with them. So this was a bit of a nice like methadone uh, for me for that sort of thing. Like I could experience this cat without, without truly uh, interacting with the cat and destroying my sinuses and causing my eyes to itch for days. Um, but like, yeah, I think, the, I think that the thing that really sets this game apart is, the, is the main character is not just like, Hey, you can play as a cat, but you can play as a cat ass cat. This is the kittiest cat I've ever seen in a video game. Very much so. And that I think is also why the game shows so well in trailers Mm -hmm. Uh, the Mm -hmm. internet loves a cat video this Mm -hmm. is an understandable element of the internet if you have uh been online you have been inundated with cat propaganda um i love cats too uh but you know that that the fact that the trailers for this really kind of sell visually as cute cat videos um i think made this game really go over the top and and it has had enormous success. This is probably the biggest game so far from Annapurna Interactive. Um, we've covered many of their games so far. Yeah, In fact, they've, they've done really well, like as a publisher, but I saw they had something like 600,000 concurrent players on Steam. I have, well, I have the, I was actually oh, leading right for those. Sorry. Numbers. Yeah. You've already got the numbers. I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm distracted. Go right ahead. Yeah. So um, if you look at the, total concurrent player numbers or the peak concurrent player numbers for all the games from Annapurna that you can get in the steam data. Um, there's a lot of games that we love on this, um, but S- stray has them beat handily with over 50,000 concurrent players. Um, the second highest really is well, pretty close to a tie um, the second highest being 12 minutes Ahem, did not like that game. Uh, but the third highest being outer wilds, then uh, neon white. And then um, quite a few thousand down is journey. So journey capped at about uh, 1700. Um, outer this is just wilds, like the steam thousand, numbers, right? Yeah. So like yeah, that's that, right. that kind of yeah. makes sense that steam is, is lower down there when, when, you know, when steam came out, sorry, when journey came out on steam, it had, it had been a few years old by that. That's point. very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think a better comparison is, um, outer wilds in 12 minutes, which are both at about 8,000, um, outer wilds, which is like really 7, good for an indie. Those are, those are yeah. both really successful titles. Whereas like this, this has like triple a type numbies. Like yeah. it's done incredibly well. In, in fact, it has a um, it has a in terms of a lot of the review numbers and things like that on Steam. It has the um, it it has beat the previous kind of capstone game for the year so far, which was uh, um, God of War. So wait, this uh, is doing better than God of War? Yeah, 
wow. this is doing better than God of Wars, which is uh, just really out. And, and I'm, I think that's specifically in terms of reviews. Um, I don't think oh, I that's see. in terms of like sales exactly. Yeah, um, you have but, to sort of infer these sales numbers. Not that that mm-hmm. like we're not a we're we're not an industry watch podcast where we talk about the the you know which game is making the most money exactly, but uh, it, it is surely is making a lot of money. It, it is, is surely making a lot of money. Of money. I, I, I think this might be an indie these. hit on the level of something like Untitled Goose Game, like which became a meme that extended far beyond the indie game scene. Yes, and like Goose Game, you can uh, make mischief, and there is a dedicated make noise button. In this case, yes. the meow button. But there are like 30, there are so many different meows. Um, you get an <laughs> achievement when you hit it for 100 times, and I think I got it in the first 15 minutes because I was just hitting that button like <laughs> all the time. Well, the thing is, the meow button actually Chatty, is a, yeah, it's called the Chatty Cat. But you also get like... There is a sequence where the meow actually is communication. Um, and I found it really, I was always curious, like, how is my cat feeling? How is the cat feeling? You press it and you felt, is it a despondent meow? Is it a happy Aww. meow? Um, yeah, this is, I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but something I really like about the way that this game, you know, has its, um, you know, opt in trivial cat behaviors, things like the dedicated meow button and the option to do things like claw or make biscuits on carpets when you come across them, that kind of thing, is that those things are there just because they're fun cat behaviors to enact. But occasionally, it also finds ways to incorporate them into the gameplay. I'm thinking of, for example, like the, the like, scratching mechanic that you can Mm -hmm. do in a bunch of places occasionally comes up in ways where you have to like scratch a curtain to open it or things like that. Like the it'll or the, or the, you know, the meowing becomes like a a way to get in it, uh, get the attention of something or distract uh, an enemy. Like these cat behaviors um, are present throughout the game as these sort of like, I don't know, almost just sort of like uh, ways of increasing immersion and making you feel like you're being kitty cat. Um, But it it still finds ways to like work those in as actual gameplay too. I thought that was really cool. And it's a way to make sure you look at the beautiful environment because Mm -hmm. I sometimes even carpets have stories in this game. Um, I found it really interesting that um, the internet is loving the cat behavior, but they are doing my favorite, not so favorite criticism, which is, is this game just a walking simulator? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a bunch of fetish quests and you're wandering around. Like it's a kind of like mirrors edgy, but you're not running. You're like doing a lot of platforming. It's a lot of moving around environments. I think that's a pro selling point. There's definitely a lot more going on in this than I, and as a, as a lover of walking simulators, yes. I, I might, I might have loved this game even more were it such a thing. Um, Me too. There's but, a lot yeah, actually, plot. honestly, I was expecting this game to be more like of a quote unquote walking simulator. I was expecting to be doing more of like all the humans are dead. Explore the space at your own pace and discover why they are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you that's know, not and, the game. And that's not it. It's much, much in a kind of a big surprise for me. It's yeah. much, much, much more of an old school adventure game in its structure. At least that's this what it is felt a like task oriented mm-hmm. feline. Yeah. Yes. This cat has quests that must fulfill. Um, one more thing while we're talking about the uh, internet and the way it's been talking about the game, I do want to say up front. Skip ahead 10 seconds if you don't want any spoiler. The cat does not die 
The internet is saying it does. It does not die. There are lots of there are lots of ways for the cat to die in this game. Temporarily, yes. Yeah, you can get killed. Uh, I think Laura, but the you're right. Is like, saying that the end of the game is that, and that's not true. That yeah, that it's a sad kitty cat. Yes, it's scene. not a yeah. sad kitty so cat. So I, I think I'm of two minds about this because, like, on one side, like I get where, like, if you're somebody who's potentially interested in this game and you're a cat lover, you you might not want to play a game that culminates in the sad death of your adorable cat, and that might be information that you really would like want to know and would potentially put you off of playing this this great uh great game. On the other side. I think it's a masterful piece of trolling. I think it's an extremely funny <laughs> uh, thing to like fake rumor to spread about the, the, the internet's favorite cat game <laughs> that like the, the cat dies in the end. I, I'm trying to invent like, like, Oh, the cat has to jump into a meat grinder to save the last human or something like that. Like, what was that I don't know what it would be game but... <laughs> where you had like a friend and then you like, you played it for a hundred days and then the friend died. I don't know, but that sounds terrible. What? Uh, give me there more was, information. Or? There was some kind of phone game where you had like a pin pal or something and you like were best friends with it. And then like after a hundred days or something, the, the friend died. Oh, that sounds really and bleak. The, I and do people not know were what that like, is. five stars. I love this game. Then people were like editing the review. And then, and then come back. Oh my God. Oh, that's awful. It's like, that's, that's, if you really want peak trolling, it's whatever that game was. But, mm. um, you're in relative. I, the cat will be in peril. I'm trying to Google this, but all that's coming up is a game called Pen Pal call that says, uh, do not write a letter to this pen pal. Uh, it is a mysterious man who might want to eat you. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I think I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I think it's just one, one of these like YouTube shock react uh, focused horror games. All right. Well, maybe not that interesting. Uh, so I think what's what surprised me most about this game is that like it is like <clears throat> so if we didn't fully set this up at the beginning, like this is a game that takes place in this incredibly dense post-human post-apocalyptic um, sort of techno futuristic uh, uh, setting that is sort of like a like a enclosed walled city. In fact, I think I saw that they were like specifically inspired by like Kowloon wall city, uh, walled city. You, you have these like incredibly dense urban environments, the kind of places that are like barely navigable by humans, but extremely navigable by cats. Um, and that is a master stroke. This idea of like playing as a cat in one of these incredibly dense, like Warren's, of industrial architecture or or um or you know just 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 like a, a haphazard human architecture that is barely or not at navigable by people but has plenty of cat-sized holes and uh you know air conditioning wall units to jump on top of and it has uh, a cat movement system that is extremely unique. And at first I thought this was going to be something that would put me off, but actually I found it incredibly fluid and cool. Um, how did you guys find the jumping mechanic in this game, which I think is kind of unique. I really was, I liked it a lot. Um, it, it reminded me of um, games like Assassin's Creed or what have mm. you. It, it, the, the thing that really typifies it is you're not, 
pressing a button to jump. There's no like Mario jump button um, because, you know, cats, um, generally speaking, do not jump straight up into the air um, unless they see a cucumber. Yes. But uh, what what it does is is it basically gives you um, kind of a uh, like a, a tooltip will pop up anytime there's a surface you can jump to. Like you'll see a little a button appear somewhere, etc. Um, and, uh, at first I was like, well, that's kind of, kind of, kind of annoying. Is, is it like literally there's scripted spots you can jump to is that seems kind of limited. Um, but two things I was wrong about there. First off, uh, really it's just about everywhere. It's more about how the, 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 the tooltip popping up is more about like just letting you know you can jump here. But what's very, um, interesting here is you can hold that jump button um, and fluidly kind of flow from one ledge or jump to another, uh, jumping up, jumping down, kind of going wherever it is that you want. So it's basically a button to, uh, to hold down to, you know, you know, go into jump mode, so turn to cat to liquid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it strings together those jumps in a way that like it, each individual jump, you know, it, it is, you know, pretty normal, but when you see, that kind of fluid motion where you're like leaping from ledge to ledge and, and jumping across and um, you know, going up jumps of different heights and the, the cat moves so fluidly as you do all of this, that is a big part of what sells the realism of the cat character is, is it's uh, the way it jumps and moves. And it's mechanic. It's it's system for like animating the jumps is incredible. They look very like natural they look like you expect a cat jumping to look and cats can jump in wild ways but like this has figured out how to depict that in ways that like looks like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's exactly what that how that cat jump would look this is what i wanted when i picked up mirror's edge Hmm. uh was this kind of fluid motion where you can go in places where you don't where humans can't (laughs) like where you go in places that you're not supposed to like i wanted a like the this is the parkour game that I've been wanting, and it's because cats are basically liquid. Cats invented parkour. Cats are parkour. Mm-hmm. Um. So the the movement is incredible in this. I loved just I love doing it. Like what one more? I while we're making weird comparisons to like Assassin's Creed and Mirror's Edge, I I kind of found myself thinking about the blink mechanic in the Dishonored games, <laughs> which. Because like, you know, the blink mechanic is like, you look at a place, you, it, it highlights, do you want to go here with a kind of a, like a hover or like a little like highlight and you press a button and like you kind of zap there. Right. And that's kind of what the jump in this feels like is like, you look at a place and you press a button and you go there. Um, but it, it felt very cat like because like cats, apart from, you know, a handful of very funny viral videos aside, cats generally, if they jump, they don't miss right? They, they don't, they don't generally misjudge their jumps. They jump in ways that look very, um, uh, calculated, uh, despite their walnut sized brains. And like you do that in this, like you, you look at a place and you know, instantly, if you can jump to there, there's no question of like, do I have enough momentum? Do I need to make a running jump? How long do I hold the button for? It has none of the sort of Mario, uh inspired uh you know concerns you know because you are cat that you can jump to the places you can jump to and you just do it and like 
yeah, like Shane was saying, like it, it, it could have felt restrictive, like it could have felt like a quick time event of a jump. But in fact, it feels like incredibly naturalistic cat behavior. And it um, doesn't require thinking. Exactly. I have to I have to actually key off of that a little bit because that is also maybe my my critique of the play here. They 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 give you a lot of cat platforming to do. Mm-hmm. But what is a platform game um if you don't have some um like risk of falling off the platform so to yeah speak, you know you only fall once and it's in the scripted event at the very start well, see that's why i think it's a navigation game yeah yeah that's the thing i think it's mostly about like pathfinding not about but it's masquerading as a platformer yeah if yeah. you think of this as a platformer it is a boring platformer mm-hmm. um and so I, personally i do think that the movement mechanics here are showy but might be a little hit or miss for some players mm-hmm. That's fair. I think to me, the thing that I enjoyed about this game was looking at a very detailed environment and thinking I can probably jump there, 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 there and going and pathfinding. And I think if I had a, a very different game could have been built that was more like, I am a small cat. This is a big world can I jump on those things? I think the scale would have had to be different. I think a lot of things would have had to be different for this to be a successful platformer. But I, I think uh, when I was happiest with this game was when I was just a cat moving around an environment and it was a way to move through a world and take doing it Doing cat things. Mm-hmm. Cat doing cat things. But there's a lot more to this game than a cat being a cat. Yeah. So I, we, we've gotten this far into the episode without talking really at all about the plot or other characters other than the cat. And I think in a way that's because like for me and maybe other folks feel, feel differently about this. Apparently a lot of other reviewers do. Um, I found the cat gameplay very compelling, the main character very compelling. And I found the sort of exploration of the spaces, the just set decoration and level design of exploring these these like lived in um places incredibly compelling but the story uh such as it is and the other characters in the game the robots that you meet or droids i think it calls them um not that compelling for me but maybe somebody else who i don't know if you guys felt the same or or um whether you want to set that side of things up i can say yes and no um from the beginning it's pretty clear that you're looking at a post-apocalyptic kind of post-human world right you have the cat roaming through um, ancient-looking, kind of abandoned city infrastructure, and uh, you know, at the beginning of the story, the cat is uh, jumping along with all of its cat buddies, and it is separated uh, by a very far fall, uh, but of course, lands on all fours, and. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a uh, fall is broken by a really l- gradually sloped heap of trash. I like that scene a lot, actually. Like that, first of all, like the, the beginning when you meet the other, like interacting with the other cats is is gorgeous and really sells the cattiness of things. And then that fall into the sort of you know underbelly of the world um, is really cool. And and the, the way that the the cat sort of like spends a few minutes after that with like a really um 
like well observed and well animated like cat limp and you know it takes some time to recover from that i love that part and there's a terrific sequence i mean i don't know if there's any particular moments that you'd want to call out from it but there's a intro sequence where the cat is kind of making its way into this underground cityscape uh that i thought was absolutely awesome and this is pretty much all uh cat forming uh and just exploration um but at a certain point uh you get kind of shut up in a little apartment and the way forward for you is to make friends with a little drone buddy um and the cat gets an adorable backpack that the drone buddy can hide in and then the cat does what all cats do when you put some sort of clothing item on them and it just sort of um tries to shirk it you know shrink its way out and and Mm -hmm. but eventually like it is the heaviest weight any Mm -hmm. being has ever asked to carry (laughs) and um and then you have this drone the drone is called b12 which is uh with from the developer blue 12 i gosh i wonder where they got that name Hmm. um and the um I will interject that at this point, my husband was watching me play and goes, ah, what every cat needs, an inventory system. I know. This is the thing that really, exactly. like, like I, I really, I'm sure other folks will feel differently, but I, I really, really liked the game right up until the point when B12 enters the picture. Um, Shane, you, as you mentioned, like, good bits before that, like the scene uh, until you get into that apartment and meet B12, the drone, um, is mostly you're you're sort of like finding your way through the city and the robots that live there are terrified of you. And that was an incredible sequence of like, you know, wandering around. You're the first living thing they've seen in probably centuries and they're they're freaking out. Um, and I thought that was incredible. Um, but yeah, like. Here's the thing. I understand the, the like the necessity of B12 because you are kitty cat. And, um, you know, their, their choices here were like, okay, well, what kind of game are we going to make where you play as a cat? Is it going to be all platforming challenges? No, that wouldn't probably be fun. We've already talked about how they figured this out. They've made a game about navigation. It works. Um, like they, they decided that they were going to make this game basically work as an adventure game where you're going to interact with other characters and, uh, and explore spaces and a story and solve puzzles. And if you're going to do any of those things, your cat needs to be able to pick up items and transport them. Your cat needs to be able to read signs. Your cat needs to be able to talk to the inhabitants of this space. Um, like you under, I understand really, this is the direction you were, (laughs) this is the direction you went with the cat game. Like, so this game is sold so heavily on being about a naturalistic cat. Mm -hmm. And then like, they kind of toss that about, uh, about 45 minutes into the game. (laughs) Well, right when you're like, so, we, I think, gave a bit of short shrift to probably my favorite sequence in the game, which is as you're navigating to the apartment where you you meet the robot friend, signs are lighting up to show you yeah. the way. And lights are going on, light bulbs animating towards things. And like, but the sign, it's not signs that say like, go, sometimes it will be arrows pointing down a hallway. And then once you reach it, it will zap out in a new one and you see security cameras pointing at you. And it is this really thrilling and thrilling thing. Um, I wish that um, kind of hand of God feel of like someone guiding this cat 
could have continued longer. I wanted more weight before I found the messenger, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I can suspend my disbelief a little bit. Like I'm not opposed to the idea that we're playing a game in which the cat, like it becomes really hard. Like at first, you know, you're, you're thinking like, this is just a cat, right? This is just a cat with cat behaviors, cat intelligence. It's fallen down here. It wants to get back to its cat buds. And uh, then the game just starts throwing more and more little moments at you where you can only imagine that the cat would be behaving the way that you, the human being are controlling the cat to behave. Like, I suppose, I suppose if you really wanted to like role play the cat, you could find the first place to sit down, sit your cat down and then boot, uh, you know, shut down the game and never do anything ever again. But like the game is, is built around you progressing in ways that require you to believe that the cat understands its situation in ways that a cat simply could not. Um, even before you interact with B12. And once you do interact with B12, like you have to understand that like the, the B12 talks to you, the cat, it, uh, you don't talk back, but B12 is translating the robot's speech into cat English unclear. It is translating for you. It's reading, helping you read signs. Um, it's storing your inventory for you. This is a game about a cat with at the very least more intelligence than a typical cat you it it cannot it cannot possibly be a normal cat (laughs) and another thing i a a shout out to eli hodap who i chatted with who was like these are all the internet complaints about this game i would like you to talk about um there is no explanation for the cat's intelligence don't for it no no i'm I'm just saying like yeah no i'm agreeing it's it's try to look for it i i I wasn't looking for one but i yeah some people i wasn't either I, I I was like willing to suspend my disbelief, but it felt silly. It felt a little silly, especially given the way that the game sets itself up at the beginning. It's you spend 30, 45 there, minutes, maybe an hour. There are a lot playing of a realistic games. cat there. I have played plenty of video games where you are a, um, intelligent a cat of human intelligence. Yeah, I uh, think <laughs> but, to me, exactly. To me, it was just the game deciding it was a game like many times like it's like two-thirds into a marvel movie it decides it's a marvel movie like this felt like the game deciding it was a game um and some of it's like some of the dna from the beginning does move forward like there are after a while once you get back from the beginning tutorializing and some stuff you actually do get to interact with some robots who treat you like a cat like you can nuzzle a leg and a heart will show up on its face and like it'll you can like trip them by darting through their legs that kind of thing like Mm. there's cat behavior you can do to these robots but it they're also like you're showing them postcards and yeah, like you're going to them and, and like delivering things to them and they're doing you favors in exchange. Like, which just grain of salt it. Like mm-hmm. it just became a, a video game. Before it was a bit more the robots simply understand that you are a, a, a creature with, with an intelligence comparable to theirs and they treat you like an equal. And that's fine, I guess. Um, it's just it's just the shift that felt really weird to me because like I said like it begins when it when the game starts it's like hey you are a cat behave as a cat does do cat things try to survive right and and then very w- without any without any explanation 
it's it very quickly sort of turns into not only are you a cat but you are also a guy and like <laughs> it's it's just it's just a really really strange thing to see happen in a video game and i don't know like some people seem to just go past this this without it ever feeling like like a shift to them it seems like and then for me i'm just like spending the first like eventually i got over it but like for the like after the first hour i spent the next hour of the game being like but how does the cat understand this <laughs> i i just need more information on the cat's inner mental state for me it was mostly the genre shift of the game is what shifted for me yeah um and i was okay with it like i literally finished i i i found the uh, the cat had an inventory system and I was like, and I'm going on a quest now. And I was like, I'm going to take a break now and that will be my break for the night. And then I will like, the game is changing. I will have fresh eyes tomorrow. And so I didn't, I gave myself a, a 24 hour break before continuing. And I think that helped quite a bit. Hmm. Um, I do think that um, the missions are excuses to, platform to specific locations. So it's not as if you're suddenly doing, I mean, there is kind of a stealth section later in the game, but there are, that's mostly like a, the cat doesn't want to get in trouble thing. I was okay with cats doing a stealth section feels pretty cat like to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a bit of a shift to like errand running that I wasn't sure about. Yeah, it was the sort of um, fetch questiness of some of the of the stuff that really was what took me out of it a little bit. Like, I don't love any game that's just like, here's a cool space, find the four objects, right? And then you just sort of have to like explore into like, but, uh, I, I'm specifically talking about an early game, uh, early game quest slash. Go find bit. the notebooks. Yeah, the find the four notebooks. Um, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that at the start. And then, you know, by the end of it, I was like, well, where's the fourth one? Damn it. And, um, you know, the game had a lot of that kind of, and it also had some weird, um, stuff with the characters that I thought was like really oddly placed, um, in terms of, uh, humor. Um, did you guys pick up on the, I mean, I don't know if you, how you would avoid picking up on the back to the future references. Yeah. There was that one guy, uh two guys there's there's a guy who looks like he's dressed as marty mcfly he's got the red sort of puffy vest Mm -hmm. and a like a multicolored hat he's a robot and his name was like i don't remember robespierre or something like that like um rolando our name i don't know something like that Mm -hmm. um and he's looking for his dad whose name is doc guess what his dad is wearing a lab coat and has an a, a mad scientist e affect and they both have a kind of a a vibe that is reminiscent of the you know marty and doc from back to the future and there's some explicit references they they're looking for something called the um disc capacitor uh which needs 1.21 gigawatts of power to run yeah. um and it's like, you know, guys, I like that movie too, but like, you're, you're kind of taking me out of it. Um, I don't know. Like it has a lot of that, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's attempts at humor. didn't land for me and felt weird. Um, there weren't a ton of them, but when it was trying, it would just like, well, why did this need to be here? Like this could have been perfectly fine as like a ro- a, a robot missing his dad is a really neat note to hit in a game, right? Like, well, robots have dads. 
how does that work? And like the, like the very human emotion of like robots missing a robot, missing his parent is really neat. It does not need to be a Marty McFly bit. Like I will say we tend to play games that are 80% narrative and writing and 20% visuals. And this is a bit flipped. That's true. It's so beautiful. Um, which just, I'm not saying we should give it a pass because I dislike every time you like show someone something and they all say the same thing. I'm like, write more barks. Um, sorry, yeah. that's a game writing term. Like just write more barks, write more mm-hmm. variants. Like if I'm going to keep showing you a, something every single robot when shown a postcard is like you may want to show that to to more and they say the exact same Mort thing and i want yeah. variants there like those are my nitpicks are all like i want more words in this game if they're going to be words i actually would like zero words in this game let me be same clear here if this game was wordless and there was no words and the robots just needed you to like showed you a picture or like pointed at a tower or the robots talked to you and you like didn't and you kind of understood half of it. Like if they talked in peanuts language and pointed, mm-hmm. like I would have been really happy with this, quite honestly. I think mm-hmm. that might have been my ideal. Um, where everything has to be learned from environmental storytelling and you spend half the game outside the game looking on forums trying to figure yeah. out what, what a mural meant. I would have mm-hmm. been really happy with that game. But if you're going to put words in the game, you need more words. That's what yeah. they that's what the game was until they, you know, strapped Bemo to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um overall like I I had a lot of these little like nitpicks about the game. I was continuing to find little things that I thought were like, "Ah, really? Like come on." throughout the game. And yet, I still found the cat and just playing as the cat and moving through the story as the cat incredibly compelling the whole way through. Like I never quit wanting to like even even in moments where I was like groaning about some story or writing choice, I never wanted to stop playing it because it was just so enchanting. In the- um, the environments and, and the cat, it just, it's, it's an incredible place to be a cat and it's an incredible cat. So in the first five minutes of the game, there's a part where you are moving from an outdoor location and you have to scrunch down, move through a wall and you scrunch through and the camera moves and it's a low tunnel and it was so beautiful and immersive and cool that I went back through the tunnel, called over my husband and made, I was like, watch me go through this tunnel. And I did it. And I was like, this is so cool. Like moving through at the cat scale and the, we haven't talked too much about why this game is beautiful. They used a lot of like Walt city, Hong Kong influence, which yeah. I know that some people are also like, you know, Asian representation. There are articles out there, but I, I think for me, it was a lot of, um, like the graffiti culture and the neon and the like the cool parts of Blade Runner. Sorry, everyone who loves Blade Runner. <laughs> like, all the environment stuff is like, I like looking at stuff in detail. And this is a cat size means you get to look at every part of the city far away and large size, and then you can zoom in on it. And I was able to put up with the stuff that annoyed me because it was pretty. Yeah. Speaking of me zoom too. in, they, one of the, wonderful things they do is they give you a really good zoom button. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, you can really take the time and appreciate the environments here. There's, there was a moment where I saw a, um, uh, there was a robot 
sitting there with a bowl of soup. And uh, I was like, what are robots eating? And if you zoom in, it's a bowl of of ram chips. It was ramen. (laughs) And that was great. There's a lot of fun details in that, too. Like, I know I just ragged on the humor, but like there there is a lot of fun environmental um, jokes and and just like details that aren't jokes, but are still really interesting. Things like like, you know, there's all these plants, but you're in this underground city with no sunlight. And then, you know, if you look around, there are ads on walls for plants that grow without sunlight because humans had to go down here at one point to take refuge from the outside world. And they wanted plants, so they bioengineered some plants that didn't need sunlight, um, it, and they took it over. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think uh, there also are three main hubs: um, the slums, uh, Ant Village, and Midtown. And I think Midtown is a really cool place. It's kind of like when, if you've played Grim Fandango, like when you suddenly get to the world that's like a big casino and like, this is a really active world. Like that's what Midtown felt like to me. Um, spent a lot of town time just avoiding the quest in Midtown. Cause I wanted to hang out and look around it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that's a good sign. Um, I, I think all three of them are pretty unique and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, we should talk a little bit about how we played this. Um, it's uh, it's interesting in that they launched as a console exclusive with PlayStation platforms. And I think people have been sort of receiving this as a um, what do you call it? Like a like a con- like a platform exclusive or sorry, they've been receiving it as like a like a showpiece for the PlayStation five, which it definitely is. It's a beautiful game. I'm sure from the videos I've seen, it looks amazing on the PlayStation five, but it's not only on the PlayStation five. It's also on PlayStation four and on Steam. Um, I played it across both my desktop PC and the Steam Deck. It ran incredibly well on PC. It's like a really well-optimized thing. I was super, super impressed with how like beautiful this game looked even at like low to mid settings on something like a Steam Deck. Um, and then still how incredible it looked when I like cranked everything up on my desktop PC. It, it's a game that will play on a base model PS4 and still look really good. Um, but also will potentially take advantage of extra power if you have it to throw. It's uh, it's really technically well done. I played on the PS4 uh, on the projector, and it was beautiful and uh, didn't have any slowdowns or any problems. Um, I played through the uh, PlayStation game catalog pass, which this was a like surprise add to that, um, because the game was 30 bucks, and I had a million gift cards I had spent buying PlayStation plus back that I was able to turn in. And they were like, it will cost $40 to upgrade to the version that has a game catalog. I was like, nice. So that's how I did this. Also, um, maybe I will record a Patreon rant where I talk about why this user interface is a cluster compared to Xbox game pass. I hate it. I hate it so much. It makes it so hard. And they emailed me individually every time I downloaded a free game. Ah, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm interested to hear your your rants because not in I am game. curious about how like PlayStation seems to have like really um, lost the race when it comes to this like, uh, you know, uh, uh, game pass type service. But yeah, d- we will hold that for another time. Yeah. 
but I did look it up. If you are doing the, the PlayStation Plus tiers that they call, they've, it's so confusing. It's such a confusing system. It's available have. at the extra tier, despite having a premium tag on the website. Yeah, it's available it's if fun. you have extra deluxe or premium tiers of PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus already a name that implies that it is a premium product. It's plus essential <laughs> plus, plus extra. Plus, plus essential extra deluxe premium. Like who, who, what is, what are they doing? Over we will, there? We, I will rant about the UI and experience another time. But anyway, Indeed. I paid the $40 upgrade to get the PlayStation extra. This is included in it. I guarantee you there will be another game we play that will be included in the package. So yeah, let me, let me know what you see turn up in there. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I have not signed up for that. In fact, I've, I've like taken my, my credit card out of my PlayStation account. So they don't keep auto renewing me for the regular PlayStation plus, but yep. uh, yeah, but um, I played this in the best way possible, which is uh, I am on family sharing with Reagan Ooh. on his uh, steam account. Yes. So I just downloaded his copy to my PC. <laughs> that sounds absolutely gorgeous. Um, as long as you were trying to play at the same time and you broke Reagan's. As. Yeah, that is the one downside. But folks, a lot of folks are sleeping on the Steam family sharing feature. It's pretty great. It really uh, is. If you have friends with a big Steam library, you can share libraries with them as if they, you know, you have to, it's a bit of a, a, a hassle to set it up. You have to like log into their computer or whatever. Um, but you can just like pop up a, you know, a screen share or something and, and do that one time. And then you've authorized them. And then, uh, you can download any game in their Steam library. And as long as they are not currently playing, and unfortunately, it's not just if they're playing that one game. It's like if I am playing any game in my Steam library, it locks other people out from it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not playing a game on Steam, then Shane can play yep. all of my games on Steam. I do and this a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a pretty great little system if you have uh, friends who are, you know, like to play games on steam but are not literally always playing games on steam mm -hmm. <laughs> yes so maybe not your friends with gaming podcasts <laughs> yeah yeah well any final thoughts i i'm i think we've uh pretty much wrapped it on we've wrapped this cat yeah my last thought is i pity all the cats with cosplayer parents who are gonna put that backpack on that cat Oh, those no, poor cats, those, those poor, poor, poor kitty cats. Those kitty cats are gonna, you know, it's coming. If it already isn't out, there will be a million little cat backpacks that look like this, that you're going to get strapped to cats for the Insta. And um, sorry to all of you cats. I actually saw um, Annapurna as a, as a, oh, here it is. I'm trying to find it. Uh, as a, uh, as a promotional product, uh, Annapurna did some kind of license thing where you can buy a cat backpack, but it's not what you think. It's a stray branded cat backpack, but it's a pack backpack for you, the human, to let your cat ride in with a weird little porthole for it to look out of I while you this. carry it around. I have seen um, many people with these sort of cat backpacks before that have the observation bubble, and I I am just here to say I support any cat owner that wants to do this. Okay, Apparently it also comes with a leash vet. that looks like the little cat backpack from the game. This is okay. great. So, uh, yes, if you go to yourcatbackpack.com slash pages slash stray x travel cat, uh, you too can pre-order the incredible looking cat backpack and leash set 
or I guess you can pre-order them independently of each other. I don't know how expensive this is. Let me look. $139 to oh. carry your cat around in style. I don't know. Seems I don't nice. know how much cat carriers cost. I think but. they're probably kind of expensive. Or if you just want the cat leash, you can get it for 40 So, um, yeah. If you are the sort of person who is now going to try to take your cat to some sort of um, convention, this seems like... Uh, low effort cosplay i support yes. you. you know uh, you know what i would say to, though is like um buy buy a plushie and take that to your convention Put the poor the cat does not need a this plushie. yes yeah um i had something actual related to the game to say but i got really distracted by the thought of a cat plushie wearing a backpack at a comic-con this is the a, actual um, thing we were just going to say cats have a very um refined sense of smell so i f- can't think of a worse place to take them than a convention I, while we're talking about uh this game intersecting with the real world there is a twitter uh i've seen a couple of tweets from called like uh cats, cats watching, watching stray, stray. Uh, have you seen any of those, Laura? Yes, that was actually what I was trying to remember. Uh, cats watching Stray is just cats. A lot of reviewers have talked about their cat. Every time they press the meow button, the cat perking up and looking for the cat. Cats watching Stray exists. Um, I'll also say there are a number of mods and people out there who are willing to, if you provide a picture of your cat, give you a mod patch so that the cat will look like your cat. Brilliant. Excellent. There is also a mod that will make the cat look like uh, CJ from San Andreas um, running around on all fours. Yeah, Or Garfield. <laughs> God. <laughs> Both of those are so unimaginably horrifying. I don't want to Google image search them. <laughs> yes. Just play uh, with this beautiful cat and oh, uh, enjoy. I think I will replay the game uh, with Garfield, though. That sounds like a brilliant idea. Well, uh, any last thoughts about Stray? I think this game is like, while I have some caveats about it, all of the things that I thought were like weird or bad or strange were all forgiven in time because this game continued to be compelling. It's it's like it's not a perfect game. In my opinion, it is a really it's like a it's like an A plus 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 protagonist in an A plus 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 setting playing a like B plus game. Um, but you know, that's enough. Uh, and it's very compelling. I would recommend this game to everybody. I think it's, it's great fun. Absolutely. And it's, it's also about five hours, I think roughly. How long did you guys spend with it? Well, I didn't finish it, but I think I spent probably about three hours. Okay. I, I spent about five. I, I think that it depends on how much you just goof off. Yep. Honestly, there are a lot of little ways for the cat to goof off, but I, I think really five think is about finish. Like you're going to, If you play like five and a half, you can goof off and finish. My advice for our listeners is think about yourself. Know thyself. um, Think about your tolerance for a very linear adventure game Mm -hmm. and weigh that with your love for cats. Mm -hmm. That's that's a good uh, a good barometer there. Um, For me, I tolerate a linear adventure game. I just didn't know I was getting into a linear adventure game when I started playing the cat game and I had to adjust my expectations. But uh, once they were adjusted, I had such a lovely time being cat. It's great. So um, listeners, uh, what did you think of Stray? 
Do you have a cat story to share with us? We like cat stuff. Maybe join us on the Discord. You can find our show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net. And that's where you'll find all the ways to contact us, our past episodes, all of that stuff. Um, You'll also find links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshortgame. And our patrons get access to our Discord, which is where we talk about the games we're playing. We share screenshots occasionally. We do things like, uh, you know, we talk about what's coming up on the show. Uh, we talk about old games we've played. If you, you know, just listened to our three-year-old episode about some particular game and you, you know, nobody is talking about this thing. I need someone to talk about about this thing. Join us. We love talking about that stuff. That's great. Um, so we welcome you to our Discord. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash the short game. And even at just a dollar a month, you get access to the Discord. Um, pay a little more uh, and I will send you some stickers personally. Uh, and by the way, uh, listeners, uh, you know, the, we had a couple of new listeners uh, back at the level where you get some stickers and uh, I got your your information and then I got very sick and I kind of forgot uh, to put these in the mail. So you're hearing you're hearing the sound of two envelopes that have been uh, addressed and stamped. One of the one of these is going to Poland. I have to figure out how to actually stamp that one. Uh, but these are going in the mail the next chance I get. I'm sorry that it took me a little while, listeners, but uh, I do actually send these stickers. So if you have a need for a good short game logo sticker or five, uh, let us know. Bye. You got to put this on your laptop and or console. You got to put this on your console or laptop. Yeah, or on your cat backpack. Mm. Uh, So uh, let's see. What else is there to say? You can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. And you can find the show on Twitter at underscore short game, where I've finally fixed the integration where the show... Uh, does automatic tweets when I release episodes, uh, which was the main thing that happens on that Twitter account. <laughs> maybe maybe you want an alert when a new episode posts. Uh, the, the Twitter account is working for that now. I no longer have to remember to do it manually, which I simply never did. Um, so that's working again. Uh, Laura, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Laura J. Nash, where the bot being fixed will mean I remember to post about games, which I haven't been doing for months. <laughs> yes, we've been, our whole social media strategy has been completely derailed by a broken pod, uh, a WordPress plugin, mm-hmm. all fixed now. Shane, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at 8BitShane. And listeners, thank you once again for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. <laughs>